You are listening to the Mental Health Monday podcast. Way to bring alcohol on the segment of alcohol. <laughs> I was like, let me just try to do good and I'll just drink, dehydrate myself with my blue monster. I already had a, I had a green monster because, um, I'll stop pouring my beer, but uh, we have a soda machine at work that also has green monster. And when I went to get my lunch, I didn't stop and get a monster, so. You had a green one? Yeah. That's dangerous for our age. Yeah. Green ones are, like, so deadly. It's like battery acid. <laughs> I think I have enough caffeine in me to kill God right now. Like, and I'm sitting here with a ghost, which is, like, death. And yeah. I've had... Oh, well, I've only had three rehabs today. Two and a half. I've only had two and a half rehabs. Three if you count the one that I had in my sleep. I Dude, I, that's how much I drink them. I will drink them as a bedside drink. So, oh like, God. when I wake up, I'm just sipping Monster in the middle I of the had, night. Uh, I had a Trenta cold brew this morning. Good night. I kind of, like, part of me wants to get back into coffee a little bit, but part of me was like, eh, no, I don't know. I think I'm addicted to coffee. I think the, well, the world I is. Co- I have to have coffee. The world's addicted to coffee, and it's the one addiction Don't I Don't talk understand. to me before I have my coffee. Listen, if my monster ain't down here, I will shh you to your face, even if it's 2 p.m. and you've already had a full shift at work. I'm just saying. My uh, my mom has this coffee mug that I always liked, and it says, um, don't, what does it say? It says, don't talk to me until the big hand's on the 12 and the small hand's on the 5 or something like that. Like, don't talk to me until 5 o'clock. I don't know. It was something like that. It might have been, like, 12 o'clock, like, I don't know. But I just, I always thought it was funny. All right, so mine's better. I had a, I won this coffee mug, and it was around the time that Showtime or one of the uh, premium channels where uh, Ray Donovan, that sh- uh, show, the, or, uh, yeah, Ray Donovan. It was really big. Anyway, so they had a uh, coffee mug that I got, and it had, like, brass knuckles as the handle. And the mug said, do not microwave. Like, you were supposed to pour your coffee hot in it instead of putting cold coffee and putting it in the yeah. microwave. I don't fucking read. So what do I do? I pour coffee in it, put it in the microwave, go to grab that brass handle. Fucking it. Tri- broke it the first day I got it. God. So pissed. So, anyway, metal gets hot when it's microwave, so that's yeah, fun. don't microwave metal, kids. <laughs> I mean, it's whatever. Put a fork in the microwave if you want. Feeling risky. Dude, do you remember when we used to put, like, CDs in the microwave for 10 seconds? Did you ever do that shit? No. Okay, so you put... Oh, that CDs don't exist anymore, RIP. But the CDs, you, if you put them in the microwave, like, face down for 10... Se- like, the uh, graphic side down and the metal yeah. side up, just, like, 10 seconds, and it would, like do a fireworks show in there but like a small one i mean yeah if you left in there too long you'd absolutely burn burn down the house but yeah we were i wild. think i i was always wild um 
I think I had only, I only did that once when I was like, I think it was like when I was in high school and I forgot what, what I put in the microwave, but it was something with like aluminum, had like aluminum foil and I mm-hmm. like wasn't thinking about it. You didn't know anything that you put in the microwave. If you put it in, you can put anything in the microwave for five minutes, it'll start to boil. And I, it was one of those facts that, like, I heard when I was younger, and I was like, anything. And then I was like, well, an Oreo doesn't boil. There's no, like, liquid in an Oreo. And he goes, you can liquefy it if you put it in there for five minutes. And so I put, took that bet. And, yeah, you can melt Oreos in the microwave. Um, I saw a video of this guy who's, like, um, I don't know if he's, like, a bodybuilder, but he's, like, a fitness guy. Um, and he puts like he cooks his rice in the microwave like not like minute rice in the microwave like straight up rice water microwave canceled canceled honestly i mean oh, i have a designated rice cooker like a yeah. machine that physically cooks yeah, just yeah, rice. I do too, yeah like it's wild how many appliances you have to have as an adult you have to have an air fryer you have to have a toaster yeah. you have to have a rice cooker you have to have that one 200 dollar blender that mixes yeah. everything if you bake ever I um I actually like the way my rice comes out if I cook it in a pot better than mm-hmm. in the rice cooker. I I'm too scared to burn it. I don't eat a lot of rice though. I'm not a rice fan. I don't I, I don't like rice. I I don't not I like rice. rice. I just don't. It's not. And I say that, and I'm going home, and I'm having rice and sausage tonight. So I mean, I could eat rice every day. Okay. Well, I heard Asia's really good for that. I had Golden Dragon last night. We're going to breeze right past that one. All right. Oh, yeah. We, yep. Had, yep. we had that uh, a few weeks ago. It's weird walking into the building because it's on the very end and there's yeah. nothing attached to it anymore. Nothing, and it was yeah. like, literally, I was like, I looked at Riley and I was like, are we even at the right place? Like, this is not the Golden Dragon I knew. But yeah. And one thing I noticed, because I haven't eaten there in years, like years, years. And um, when I walked in and we were looking at all the food selection, I was like, maybe it was because we grew up eating there, but like they seem to have a lot more selection or now we're just adults and we find other foods tasty than what we did growing up there. So yeah, I don't know. I pretty much do the same strategy of like, I'll get like lo mein and then I'll get like six different kinds of chicken <laughs> mm. and like whatever else like I made the mistake I instead of, I, I went big plate first yesterday so like I double stacked like Thanksgiving style like yeah. stacked everything touching mixed and then I sl- like I don't know why I did that because like when you have the option to go back for more and you know it's going to be fresh like you why did I, I was like uh and because like I don't know that's Horrible content. We got to see. Change, I normally get off this one. My first plate is like I get as much different stuff as possible, and then when I go back, I'll if I I'll, I'll maybe try one thing that like didn't fit, and then the other stuff that I liked, I'll get like more of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I was like, we got to get off of this subject, and then Ben's like, let me add exactly <laughs> more to this subject. Mental Health Monday, new episode. Uh, retake Mars Hall, Marshall, uh, take two eventually when he gets on here. Um, we work some things out, uh, and if uh, all goes well and my MacBook doesn't crash and GarageBand doesn't crash, uh, be excited to have the exact same conversation we had last time, only a little bit more thorough, and hopefully audio goes smoother. So we'll see. 
So, and then I, like, I triple saved last week's episode. It, I was so I took impressed. so many precautions. I was just waiting for the text message on Sunday night saying, so, and then dot, dot, dot. And I was like. Uh, I surprisingly didn't have any hiccups. So. I was like, just throw the whole MacBook away at went, that point. pretty well. Yeah. So, and he even added the song. I was surprised. Not, not that I wasn't surprised. That sounded bad. I wasn't surprised when you're adding skills. I was surprised that it actually worked and it, yeah. it really fit. Well, like, so I don't really like any time that I, okay. So I don't, okay. I'm going to say it anyways. You will probably get in trouble for it. But whenever I try and add something on Spotify uh, in Anchor, where you're supposed mm-hmm. to be able to easily add 30 <laughs> seconds of a song. Yeah. Even, even the play the end, whole song for license. Beginning, yeah. whatever. And it just, like, didn't work. So uh, I went to YouTube, and I, I downloaded the MP3, and I just put 30 seconds of it in the thing. For legal purposes, that was a joke. But also, it's it's still only 30 seconds. It's still only 30 seconds. You're yeah. under copyright law. Exactly. So. Licensing patents. Yeah. Come at all me, Silverstein. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but please do. Come, uh, no, come at me, I Silverstein. I love a DM from so, Silverstein. Remember that there was this ongoing bit joke where, like, me and Silverstein had a love hate relationship because they would come to Cincinnati twice a year. Yeah. And they would do festivals as well on top of that. So they would do, like, there was that one year they did a warp tour, they did a, a headlining tour, and then they did a uh, secondary, or they were co headlining or a supporting act on another tour back to back to back and then they came back the next year and this was after ghost they had already released the album with the ghost on it and i was like okay and they're doing their set list and there's so many silverstein stories let's go carson talks about silverstein um but i remember the one was it the one that you me and skylar went to where i crowd surfed during the acoustic song at the very end. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, that was my fault, 100%. Take full responsibility for that. But me, Ben, and Skyler, and I think Charlie might have been there too, honestly. Yeah, he was, yeah. And Silverstein's headlining, and they're about to play their last song. And I don't remember, I, I could not tell you. Uh, the last song they played, but they did it acoustic cover, and I was expecting them to start acoustic and then mid shift when the drop hits go full music. So I was up front towards yeah. the end, ready to crowd surf, and I was like, "Get ready to send me." And so they do the part, the verse, the uh, verse is over, the chorus is about to pick up, and I said, "Okay, send me." And then they didn't go full instrumental; they just kept acoustic. So I'm an asshole crowd surfing during the middle of the last song on an acoustic set, and I just hear this guy go, "You gotta be fucking kidding me!" And I was like, "I know, I'm in. I, like, I, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm already midair, like uh, to the barrier." And I was like, "I messed up." That was my bad. And then I wonder if I can find that video because Skylar got it on video. And I was like, it's such a great moment. Back to why I hate them. Never played Ghost. So all four of those shows, I was like, they're going to play Ghost. They got to play Ghost. It's a hit. That's a banger of a song. Never played it. And so I was like, as if Silverstein doesn't play Ghost, when they come back to Cincinnati, they might as well not come back to Cincinnati. So I mean, at this point, now that... Misery made me as out. They probably won't. No, I mean they're just they're gonna. That song's gone. Yeah, but they'll play Aquamarine. Like what the fuck is that? (laughs) That's the the worst song in their catalog. Aqua. It's like (sighs) can't stand that song. I I don't know music. Obviously, we've been through that. So, um, 
But we'll go ahead and for time restraints, whenever he joins in, I'll knock mine out. First positive, um, definitely been a wild and good week. I'm in a really good headspace. It's been a great week overall. First positive is I was able to finesse my way to get Wednesday night off so we could go see Slipknot. Um, No hiccups. Everything went smooth. I mean, there was a small hiccup, but it's not worth mentioning on the podcast. Everything went fine. It was a fun night. We didn't pregame. We get in. Uh, The last band is end, or the second last band is ending to for Slipknot change over to perform. We're sitting there. We get our beers get our drinks and we get in slipknot performs they did what an hour and 20 hour and about an hour and 20 i would at say le- at least an hour and a half at least yeah. an hour and a half with encore and i mean i was just there for the i was just there for fun i guess like i didn't i'm not passionate about slipknot i never really actually listened to them thoroughly like for enjoyment before on my own but it was a fun a fantastic show. Um, if you're listening and you're somewhere in the United States and you're a metal fan, yes, they stopped the show for EMS attention, as they do. And yeah. the second time that they've done that during their tours, and because I remember I was uh, getting, I was out getting in the bathroom or something, and I heard him say that, and I was like, this is, I love this. So, great night, 10 out of 10, would do it again. Um, as there was fire, I saw a girl get arrested. And Corey Taylor saved somebody from medical disaster and death. So, good job, Cincinnati. Proud of you. Second positive is that I have kind of feel like I've had four days off, almost, in a way. Like, three or four days off, because Wednesday, we're recording this on Friday. Wednesday, I opened, uh, or did an early shift, a half shift, got off at 2, 2.15, 2.30, had the rest of that day off, had all day Thursday off, have all day Friday off, and then I don't go back in until 3 p.m. tomorrow, which is, like, really nice. So, and it's been a good, like, just time for myself, time to relax. I've watched a lot of Ozark. I I restarted it because I don't remember. I didn't watch season two or three. I know that. So I had to rewatch one, and now I'm going to go through and see why everybody's angry and happy about the ending of it so um so that's it's been good for me mentally too and then my third positive is that i'm not sad anymore right now right now i should say i'm not sad anymore i'm out of the may misery um i feel like i beat depression a little bit i feel like the sun's coming back out i feel like i can be myself come back out of my shell i'm happier i'm brighter i'm not I'm not doing things for sadness and just suffering anymore. I've been texting my friends a lot more, going out, just enjoying my time, too, and enjoying myself. So things are looking good. Those are my three positives. Nice. Um, My three positives. Um, Well, I mean, yeah, Slipknot was a positive. Um, Definitely was a... A bucket list band for me um for sure uh they definitely did not disappoint put on a great show played a lot of uh older hits and played some songs that they haven't played in like a long long time um yeah it was exciting it was good uh I think I was the most excited out of the three of us <laughs> out of the three of us well considering um, one of us fell asleep but we're true. not gonna mention names um but yeah, that was a, it was a good time. 
Um, second positive is we gave Russell a bath yesterday, and he didn't, like, flip out, so that was good. That's always good when the dog doesn't flip out. Yeah. He smelled really bad yesterday, so he decided to give him a bath. It's actually, like, his... Because we were going to take him to, like, a one of those places where you can, like... It's kind of like a self... It's almost like a self-serve car wash, but mm-hmm. for dogs. Like, yeah. You just oh, take your dog. Yeah, we have pet Yeah, like, smart, you just close them in the, yeah. close them in the little thing. Mm-hmm. And um, we were going to do that, and then, like, he just smelled so bad, so we ended up just taking it in the backyard. We had some dog shampoo and just gave him a bath. Um, he definitely... The initial shock of us just, like, pouring water on his head, he was just, like... What like what is, what what is happening? What have I done <laughs> to deserve this? Um, and I guess another positive to that is hopefully we're going to get him into some uh, training classes soon. Um, we've been researching some different stuff. Um, generally, he is a good dog, but he uh, has some bad habits. Yeah, let's say he's gotten a lot more energy too. Yeah, and he he has a, a lot of energy and. If we don't walk him, he, like, literally will, like, just burn the, house the shit out of us all night. Um, but, no, we did get... Uh, I've been giving him... I used to give him his CBD treats before we left, but there was, like, a couple of days where I was like, I'm just going to not give it to him and see how he... And he has done fine. Yeah. Um, and so what I've been doing is I will let him out before I go to bed, which is normally pretty late. And then I'll give him the treats then so he'll sleep through the night. Because otherwise he <clears throat> will wake one of us up like at four in the morning to go to the bathroom. And I'm like, okay, I know that you can wait because we go to work and you are f- like are fine in the house while we're at work. Like yeah. you don't have accidents in the house. So uh, hopefully we, um, we can find a good option for him. Uh, third... I'm getting a haircut tomorrow. That's positive. There you are. And then we're Sunday. We're going to the zoo with some friends. He's not able to get to the links to work, brother. Um, haircut and zoo. That's your third positive. Like, I mean, when in doubt, leave it to Ben to just rephrase everything that he said on at least 17 to 18 episodes. I'm just glad that we're in our 30s. Not only are we in our 30s, but like age-wise, but we're also in our 30s as far as episodes goes. And we thank every viewer and listener and replay listener that has listened to us on the daily. We are officially at 1,000 views. We are officially in 17 different countries. We are, if I'm not mistaken, and I don't want to fact check this because I believe it's got to be pretty true, in all 50 states at this point. Maybe not a lot. No, we were in Alaska. I lied. We had one listener in Alaska. So keep them coming. Keep the listens listening. Um, keep the support and love and mental health for each other uh, out there and reach out and talk to people. Um, it's definitely really important during this time, too. There's a lot that I see with my friends struggling mentally, and I know I just went through it mentally. So. If you are feeling some sort of sad way and you think that it's depression, you think you have low dopamine, um, just talk to somebody. Talk to anybody. Um, the website will be temporarily disembarred very soon, but for those listening until it does, uh, my phone number is still on there. 
Uh, maybe I'll just, what if I just said it during an episode instead of giving people an Easter egg <laughs> link? You'd just be like, all right, here's my oh, good night. That would be a nightmare. Speaking of which, we did get new iPhones. So I got the iPhone 13 and I absolutely love it. I'm still going naked. I put a screen protector on it, but I did not put a case on it again. You're brave. I am a psychopath. Nope, I'm going to retract that statement. I don't like that. I think that's out of context and that was word vomit. That's one thing I want to talk about. I don't know when to shut the fuck up. And not only in terms of like keep talking and talking consistently, there's a lot of times where I don't think and process what I'm about to say or know my audience and who I'm saying what to. A lot of times I'm aware, but by a lot of times I'm aware, I mean a lot of times I'm aware that who I'm talking to already knows and understands that I'm extremely unfiltered. I don't care what I say. And it's not to be offensive to anybody. It's just like one of those things where I just say something, somebody hears it, and then I remember, oh, I'm talking to a 16-year-old, and I maybe shouldn't have said that in front of them. (laughs) And that happened. So everything's good. It got retracted. Well, not retracted, but like uh, there was an apology that was made. I was made aware of what I said and how it affected that person. And that's what I mean by keep your friends in check. If you ever hear me say something and you're like, hey, man, that probably wasn't very cool of you to say, um, let me know because I'm a male and I don't understand what I do wrong and I make mistakes. So with that, is he on? Yeah. Marshall. We got Marshall. What's up? How are you guys doing? Oh, this is so much better. Well, this is so much better. I'm so happy right now. Okay. Oh, First absolutely. of all, we can hear you clearly. And we have, literally, I have a whole hour to kill. So this is going to be good. Marshall round two. We've talked for 20 minutes and half it'll get cut out. But uh, we're glad to have you back on take two. Um, absolutely glad to be back. And we, I don't even remember if we introduced, it doesn't matter. He doesn't need an introduction, but Marshall is uh, one of the OGs in the Cincinnati hardcore medical or uh, rap core scene. He's just an artist. He's been in so many different projects. Um, One of the most talented, in my opinion, and I don't exaggerate that, just with the variety and range that he can produce with music and what he does. And he's just got so much raw talent and skill. And he's going to talk a little bit about that. So, yeah, it's it's definitely been a journey to get this episode fully done and done correctly. So... Oh, yeah. absolutely. And that, that means the fucking world, man. Thank you so much for all that. No, absolutely. So uh, we're going to jump right into it. The topic today is going to be alcohol, alcoholism, and then we're also going to talk about music and creativity. So kind of spend like uh, 20 on 20 on both of those. But Absolutely. Uh, I wanted to start it with alcohol and because I think that's a more serious conversation and I have a lot of questions and you and I have both talked about this journey multiple times before and how it's been almost like an addiction to us and a love-hate relationship to where like it's it's just one of those things that keeps coming and going from our lives but In my opinion, and I say this as, I don't know if I say this as an excuse or to say it's not true, I've had very minor incidents with drinking. And I think that I use that as almost like an excuse to keep drinking. Like I haven't had any close calls per se. Yeah, I completely understand that. And sometimes it, I feel like sometimes 
everybody's always looking for an excuse to hold on to their vice and I'm no different, you know? Um, and so it's like, well, I'm, I'm always happy. It's, I'm always this or this never happened or, but I mean, I've, I've had my own close calls with alcohol, you know, it's like put a big denture on my life mm-hmm. in some points, you know, um, back in 2018, I ended up getting a physical control because I had a few drinks. I did wait a few hours, but I drank Jack Daniels at the time. And uh, Jack really sticks on your breath more so than just about any kind of liquor. Right. And uh, so I was, me and and a buddy got some Taco Bell after uh, Oktoberfest and you know, I wasn't driving stupid. I was going about 10 miles per hour over the speed limit. I did wait a few hours, like I said, before I hopped in the car. So I, I, I would never drive unsafe, but I did feel like I waited the correct amount of time. But if you know anything about alcohol, sometimes it, it could take up to eight hours to fully get off your breath, even 12. In some cases, I've heard at least, you know. So it's... It's never good to get in a car regardless after you had anything, but I ended up getting pulled over and luckily, you know, that's all it was, you know, because some people get behind the wheel trashed and some people end up dying and that's never a good thing. Yeah. So I always, always, sorry, I'm so sorry. I always just try to count my blessings and, you know, just learn lessons, man. And it's like... I definitely would never say drinking's a bad thing, but I definitely think it's its own demon to some of us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, and you will always look for those excuses, Karsten, to like hang on to that. And I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with us or anyone for doing that. It's just a normal thing. So never feel like demonizing yourself for that. We're all human beings. We all have feelings. We all have emotions and things to get through. And that that goes for everybody. So if anybody has any questions or anything, they can always reach out to me as well. And I, I would gladly listen to anybody and help somebody through their day. Yeah, no, that's just super important too. And that's what we advocate for is just talking about it. Um, I remember like every time that we were together and even when we weren't together, but it's like you and I, between the both of us, it's like, we always have a drink in our hand or always had a drink in our hand at the shows, which again, it's not necessarily a bad thing, but it was becoming something that like, there's sometimes where I'd almost get like self-conscious about it in a weird way. Like, am I actually drinking too much? Like, am I the only one that's just like trying to be here and having a party? And then I met Avanti and I was like, oh, I'm definitely not the only one because no, they, absolutely. They are great friends of both of ours and uh, great human beings. But I, I just I always remember feeling like some of those thoughts where it's like reading the room. Uh, what was that? I don't know if you were at the one, but it was the Suffocate Faster and Battlefield show at Northside Yacht Club about three years back. And it was one of the first show, some of the, one of the 
first couple of shows that I started going into when I got back into the scene and it was nearly sold out. I didn't realize that it was a primarily <laughs> straight edge show and I'm sitting there in the middle of almost the pit just <laughs> drinking a PBR and I got this New York New York hardcore guy just telling me if you drink alcohol you need to go to hell like basically condemning like anything against drugs or alcohol and I was like oh I did not read the room for this one and I mean luckily nobody like jumped me or said anything about it like everything was cool but it's just like man like read the room too sometimes and just kind of absolutely be be respectful of it too because we both have like it it, chris also is our great friend our great human being uh straight edge uh and he's non-judgmental too he's one of the most amazing humans that like he's just super humble about everything and just really treats everybody like a family so uh, that's one thing that i've always been accepting for is like he knows that we drink a lot but he's still gonna be our friend he's still gonna talk to us he doesn't get nervous around us anything like that so Exactly. He's just a down to earth dude. And, and that's, that's, that's what all of us need to be for everybody. You know, like everybody has their thing. Some people play his video games. It's like my drummer, Joe, mm-hmm. my drummer, Joe doesn't do anything. He literally just exists on playing drums, video games and chicken nuggets, dude. That's literally his lifestyle, and I. And yeah. He is so such an amazing person too, because like he'll strike up conversations with you, and you'll just be like, "Man, I want to talk to this guy more." And he'll put himself in like public settings too, where he's definitely like, I would venture to say, socially awkward, but in a way that it's like so like. he's still there he's still present you don't feel like he's like a fly on the wall he's like physically there and having a great time and like it just it it really fuels that energy absolutely he brings his own energy everywhere he goes and man i i really appreciate people that can stay sober Mm -hmm. i do i it's 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 something that i very much appreciate if someone can do because like you know even though it might have started for fun for some people, it is a vice for most. Mm-hmm. Unless you're just that person that has, a, you know, a glass of wine at the end of the day or like a cider or um, you just go out to the bar once a week or something, you know. Right. So that's not bad. But like if you sit there and you like use it every day, I, it, I can see the slippery slope. I've been there. You've been there. Mm-hmm. Um. And honestly, it's you forget what you can do on your own without it sometimes. So it's it's been nice for me recently just going through my days and weeks not needing it as much. But yeah, I like do you feel like there was all, there was some sort of a dependency on it with you, or is it up and down? It's always been up and down for me. Um because it just depends. It's like I, I use alcohol to celebrate sometimes, and then sometimes I use alcohol for, like, just to get me out of a bad funk. To erase. Dude, that's exactly what happened to me in May. Like, there was – I remember there was an instant where um, – I'm trying to remember. Oh, it was the – so recently – um, I think, I don't know if I, I don't think I talked about it on the last episode, but recently for the Hamilton, greater Cincinnati area, um, there was a active shooter or a, there was a, a, a the 
short story is there was a thief trying to steal a phone or a phone charger at Walmart and somebody tried to intervene to stop him or multiple people tried to intervene and stop him. He had a gun on him and he shot two people and he killed one of those people. And that was right down the street from like, metaphorically about 15 minutes away from my store at Kroger in mm-hmm. a retail setting. That news reached us really quick. The uh, East side Kroger went on lockdown because it happened, which is significantly closer to that then because they, they didn't catch the guy after that. He fled and they, he was on, on the run. And I remember when it hit my store at nine, nine o'clock, um, I spoke about it on Facebook, but there, the I was given fuel break at the time. My fuel associate came back in from her break, and I let her know the news, saw it on Facebook, just to make a wake-up call. And they go, my daughter works at that Bridgewater Walmart. And I said, is she working right now? And she goes, she would be getting off right about now, right about the time that she happened. And I said, okay, go definitely call her. She called her probably four times. She didn't answer all four times. So I sent my fuel associate home. I said, go, I'll take care of fuel. I'm going to shut it down. Just go. And then I was petrified for her. Like I'm at that point where it's like you, I'm feeling whatever she's feeling. I'm feeling a, it's gotta be like maybe 25% of what she's actually feeling because I couldn't never put myself in that, the shoes that. And then I go inside and I had, I call them all my front end kids, my kids, because they're all minors and they're all little assholes, but they're my assholes (laughs) and I love them to death. And they're all like literally freaking out over this. And I was like, I'm the leader, I'm the manager on duty right now. And so now I have to calm like four or five of them down. Had uh, an employee who is 18, uh, volunteer firefighter and EMS trained, decided to stay off the clock volunteer by the front door. I had security there, and I stayed up for um, them the whole time. Everybody got walked out to their cars side by side in groups of two, and everything was fine. I remember going home that night, and I said, I need to erase everything that just happened from my mind because I'm still processing. Like, it's something that where I had to be strong for my team, so I had to process it, and I had no time to process it because I'm the leader, and I'm supposed to be strong. I got home, and I just bawled my eyes out and cried for my kids. Like, the fear that they have to live in that, I didn't want to go through those emotions, so I just got trashed that night. And then, like you said, the flip side of it is, if something good happens, I get a promotion. It was a, it was just a good day. Nothing bad happened. Yeah, I'll have a few drinks and be happy and drink happy. And I think it comes down to me, uh, big. My biggest weakness with alcohol is drinking alone a lot of times, which is never, never, and ever healthy. It's never a good thing, and I know that, and I've, I've kind of been picking up on that more, but. Like, and not necessarily drinking to get drunk by myself alone because I don't do that, but just drinking alone with my thoughts and listening to my podcast, it's uh, not this podcast, but my other ones that there's better ones out there that you can listen to, believe me. But that's, that's one thing that I've caught myself in. When you also like, don't like when you're drinking alone, like you don't have someone there to like vocalize your thoughts. Well, that, and like also... To say like, hey, you've had three beers in twenty minutes. Maybe you should slow down. <laughs> right. It's like you know, like I have to judge my because your drunk myself. mind is like, like, I feel great. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're not. I'm not watching it like real time. From the outside in. Yeah. yeah exactly. Just, and so and yeah. Yeah. What were you saying, Marshall? Oh, I mean, I I was about to say 
I completely understand that, like all of that. And even what you said, Ben, you know, it's, it's always nice to have someone there to like keep an eye on you and give you a good health check. But it's, I completely understand having a drink alone. It's like, that was one of my biggest enemies for years. Um, even from staying in at wherever I live with my parents, we, uh, we had this garage that had a refrigerator and it had like all the cups and everything. And we had like all the liquor stored on top of the refrigerator. We just go and we just have drinks every night in the garage, my family and I, and I would end up staying up until about three or four in the morning from like 2014 to 2017, 2018. And I literally just sat in that garage every night until about three or four, just playing guitar and drinking Jack Daniels. Mm-hmm. And some nights I had bad nights and some nights I had really good nights by myself. I feel like you can do a lot of soul searching and not that you need to do, not that you need to be on anything to soul search, but I, I've dealt with good things and bad things while doing it. And it's just weird. It, it's just weird how like, one thing can go into so many different things and it can either be a good outcome or it could be a bad outcome. And it it just always, whenever you really think about it, it really trips you up sometimes, you know? Yeah. And it's also weird to think and refer to like alcohol as a drug because it's absolutely a drug. And I think that people take that word away from it. They didn't just refer to it as alcohol, but it's still a, it's still a drug at the end of the day. Like you're, it's, it's one that's legal and it's one that's, more accessible than other drugs are and i think that that's like you said it can be a good people or bad thing for select people too who don't know their limit who literally their only goal is to go out and drink as much as they can in a certain amount of time and that's their end game and then i think that there's sometimes like you said the goods of it where when i remember when i first started writing and all my writings i would be i would have one or one or two drinks or i'd have two drinks tops and i'm talking like beers like two 4.2 beers tops and then i would start writing because my mind would be kind of loose and i wouldn't have to think too hard or think too much about what i was trying to say it was just organic and then i'd write my post i'd write whatever i needed to write and when i finished it then I could keep drinking because I was like, I completed something. So it was almost like I used it to jumpstart my creativity and jumpstart something that I was doing to help people. And then I rewarded myself with more drinking because I said, well, I did this. This is one for the books. And then I I think that's where I kind of got caught up on it, too, was I just stopped writing and I started drinking a little bit more for a for a short amount of time and then that short amount of time turned into a longer amount of time so it definitely kind of backfired in a way oh yeah I totally I totally understand that it just kind of makes you speechless sometimes to think about something like that because you know I can think back to so many nights where I had good nights and then I could think to some nights whenever I had bad nights and it hits even harder whenever you have people around you tell you that there's an issue going on at hand mm-hmm. or they and, catch uh, you and say yes. like hey man like I've like I spoke about it the well Ben spoke about it and then I spoke about it like Sarah's a good friend because she 
you know, said, I'm picking you up and we're, you're, we're coming to my house to celebrate the rest of your birthday and you're going to sober up. And because like you said, me, I didn't think that I was that drunk. I really didn't think that I was too intoxicated to drive. I didn't feel like I was at my limit yet. But when she was around me and she was like, no, you've been drinking this whole show. And I was like, oh, okay. And she was right. Like, I mean, and then same thing with Ben, like it was one of those things where he was just tired and had a PBR in his hand, but Q said something to me about it. And I was like, uh, I was like, I was definitely not even, a, and that's the other thing that kind of came back full circle. It was like, I was drinking to have fun and I'm not even aware of where other people are at with their drinking. So, because I just know where I'm at with it. So how can I be accountable or responsible for you know my team if like I don't even know if I know where I'm at and I'm beyond where they're at it's like I don't even recognize it so it's always good to have that's why designated drivers and designated uh friends are important especially on outings babysitters if you will and that's just beautiful people doing beautiful things you know and my my partner Caleb she is she actually is a big one that helped me get out of my downfall in alcohol whenever her and i met i was drinking pretty heavily i was drinking myself to death honestly but it was during it was right at the beginning of the pandemic so nope i wasn't Mm -hmm. going out nobody knew how sick i looked no one knew anything you know it's just i sat in an apartment i went to work and i went to the liquor store i got drinks and you know and she drank with me when we met but like the more time went on, you know, you, the, you, 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 get, you begin to settle down and begin to become comfortable with each other. And you don't need to drink every day. It's not that I needed to drink to be around her or anybody else. It was just I was so hooked on drinking. Yeah. No, it, was, I- it, was, it was my hobby, basically, during the pandemic. Because, honestly, I, did, I didn't even know if I was going to come back to music during the pandemic. I was, I was down and out and... If it wasn't for her, I don't. I probably would not have made it through. I would have probably drank myself to death uh, by the with, within just three months of her being with me and just being the best partner I could have ever asked for. She looked at me. She's like, "You do not look good. Mm-hmm. Your skin's turning gray. You're getting like your eyes are sinking in. You're you're getting to a bad place and." You know, it, it's not easy for someone to admit that. It's pretty hard for me to admit that right now. I've not, not really talked about that much, but um, I just hope that maybe if anybody's listening that does have an issue with drinking, it's better to be sober. It's better to have drinks every once in a while. And I understand the urge to drink and I understand the want, but you can live a better life without and, you know, not everybody's lucky enough to have someone like I did that stepped up and said, hey, you need to do better. Yeah, and that's kind of what you're talking about with Guardian Angel in the right place, right time, and having that person to check on you and literally call you out on it, too, in a way. Yes. Because I think it, there, there's hidden angels all around, and I had one recently at work, which I, I haven't been drinking as much during the three days of June that we've been in, thank God. But <laughs> I say that as a joke, but it's true. It's like I'm you know, slowing down more. I'm starting to be more self-aware and relying on it. And Sometimes I, you got to count the little steps. 
I can't. I, I I was talking to a coworker at work, which there's a backstory to this. And I don't want to go too much too deep into this, but there's one. The coworker at work was dating another former coworker at work, and that there had been some drama with me and that other coworker, her his girlfriend at the time, and still at this time together. And I made a mistake because I was drinking. And Mm -hmm. because it it wasn't something that like, you know, it wasn't a bad mistake. I didn't say anything stupid. It wasn't worth canceling. It wasn't sexual. It wasn't, it wasn't, it was basically gossiping to another coworker about this person. And because I was drinking and then it ended up getting back to her that I was gossiping about her and I was like, oh shit. And then one night when I'm drinking again, I uh, texted her an apology. Uh, it was a thorough apology, so I texted her a, a sincere, like, par- almost paragraph, just apologizing and, and try to make unburn that bridge or at least say, like, hey, if this is where the road ends for us, this is what I want to end on. I want, like, there to be some closure on it because she was pretty close to me and I was pretty close to her. Well... I sent that 2 a.m. at 6 a.m. or 5 a.m. I get a phone call from her, and I'm asleep at that point, but my phone's on ring and bypass. So I saw her name pop up, and and I was like, oh, maybe it's an emergency. Maybe she needs something. So I answered it. Happened to be her boyfriend. And he goes, yo, who is this? And I said, who is this? This is Morgan's number. Who is this? And he goes, don't play that game with me. Who is this? And I said, you're the one calling me. And he goes, this is... And I said, oh... Okay, this is, and I said, this is Carson. He goes, yo, man, you need to stop drinking. And I was, and then hung up on me. And I was like, that's what I woke up to. And I was like, almost, I was caught off guard on that. And like that happened and it was over and I didn't think much of it, but I was like, okay. And I knew who it was because like I said, he's an associate. Well, that's, we, it was awkward for all of us after that for a good three weeks. Well, this past week, he, or yeah, it was about this past week, we're on the back dock outside um, together, and he was kind of having a heart-to-heart with me about drinking and where he'd been with drinking, but in he didn't come at it hostile or angry or anything like that, and I know what happened, obviously. It was just he read the message, he knew I was up drinking, and he was like, you got to stop that because look what happened this two times, and he told me like his story about it, and it was almost like, he wasn't telling me that I needed to stop drinking because he didn't even know how much I was drinking at the time and he doesn't know my life. But it was like his story of like him talking to me about it in an approachable manner. I was like, and we're great friends now. Like we are, we have a great relationship, a great work relationship. And he, it was super like humbling to hear him like just be vulnerable with his story to what after that incident had happened and we both still acknowledge that it happened and know that it happened it was just kind of like a wake-up call to me it's like oh this is what he it, what is he was heated in the moment but this is what he's really trying to say to me and so i was like that same thing it just it really helps to have somebody say like hey man like you, you, you don't have to do this to yourself. And even if they don't know about how bad it is or how severe it is, but the ones that do, keeping you in check to be like, hey, take a break. Like, what do you need from me? How can I be accountable for you? I think everybody needs that. So, Oh, absolutely. 
So with that, I want to kind of segue into you said you didn't know if you were going to get, even get back into music with COVID and drinking. Um, let's talk about your music because I want to promote literally you as a human being. Oh, when did thank you, you. When did you start music? I started music whenever I, – I remember I was in uh, I was in seventh grade whenever I – found out that I really wanted to do music. I grew up listening to Elton John, Tom Petty, and I knew that I enjoyed singing, but I never really thought I would have any interest in doing that because, you know, I'm, I always was supposed to be a Pokemon master. And I still am. <laughs> yeah. But that's, and that's besides the point. Add me on Pokemon Go if you want. Um, but in um, seventh grade, there was a... Uh, I've always tried to be friends with everybody, even the people that were picked on, didn't have friends. And those were the people I actually tried to hang out with the most because I always knew that they would need somebody to talk to. And I always wanted to be that ear and I wanted to be that voice. And I, I sat next to this kid in my seventh period class in middle school. And, um, he he was he wasn't very well off and he looked at me one day, he said, Man, I really need a little bit of food or money for food. And uh he's like, I got this C D book right here. You can pick any C D in this book that you want for five dollars. And I had five dollars on me because it was snack day that day, it was a Friday, I think. And I was like, you know what, this this would mean more to this kid than me getting my Reese's and Mountain Dew. Yeah. And I flipped through this book. I, I really didn't have that much of a uh, op- an, an opportunity to pick out my own music growing up until this point in my life because I never had a chance to even view anything outside of what my parents showed me. And even though they showed me really good music for the time, this day changed my life because I'm flipping through this book and I land on this page and there's this one CD that catches my eye. Mm-hmm. It's a gold CD. has this little explosion on it, dude. Dogs throwing shit everywhere. I was like, this is the record. And it said Green Day. There dude, it is. And that was the day I found Green Day. And I placed it in my mom's CD player as soon as I got home. As soon as the drums kicked in and I heard Billy's voice for the first time, I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to be exactly like this guy. And I've never also lied. never seen Billy Idol and Marshall Hall in the same room, I might add. So, because if you listen to some of his voices, I made the comment numerous times, and a lot of people have, like, they sound very similar and identical in a good way. Yeah, I appreciate that, dude. And, uh, yeah, literally, I, that's, that's one of the biggest compliments I could ever get us being, like, compared to Billy Joe. Yeah, I said Billy Idol. That was my. Plan. Oh no, you no, you good. I knew exactly what you meant. Yeah, words don't we, matter. It's an ongoing yeah, we, bit. Yeah, we 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 on we on the same wavelength, wavelength, dude. Yeah, but yeah, dude, that that day changed my fucking life forever. And I realized that day that that's why I wanted to do with my life. I wanted to play guitar, I wanted to sing, and I wanted to 
do music. So I went home and my dad ended up taking me out and giving me a really cheap, like cheap acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. And I got frustrated, dude. I couldn't play it. I couldn't play guitar at all. So I sat in my room for two years, just collecting dust. And I used to skateboard. And I, I didn't really get like too terribly good, but every time I got good enough to do something, I would always fuck myself up. So I have screws holding my hips together. And the last injury I got, actually, my right pinky is shorter than my left because I knocked the bone down into my hand. Oh, wow. And with the cast on my arm, my parents took away my skateboard, which I totally understand. They wouldn't let me skateboard anymore after that because of all the hospital bills. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's the, my guitar in the fucking corner of the room, and I picked it up, and I played Brain Stew by Green Day. I was like, you know what? I played this one song. I can, I can do more. So I started learning more. I started writing my own songs around that time. And uh, oddly enough, a guy that's working on the Mars Hall team right now, running our social media sites, his name's uh, Brian Rooster Grierson. We call him Rooster. And uh, I actually had my first band with him. And from that moment on, I just really knew that that's all I wanted to do, no matter what. And like, I'll try whatever it takes to get there. I've done metal, I've done rap. And over the course of the pandemic, and we'll get to that part now, that was the start of it all. But I, I, right before the pandemic hit, my prior band, Bane Interior, I ended up leaving it. I, it, it wasn't giving me very good mental health for some reason. I wasn't doing very well with it. And I love everybody in the band. And actually, I, I still work with Prost a lot. And, and he was uh, from Vein Interior. Yep, and he does uh, great friends. And he's been playing bass for Mars for the last few shows. Is it so, wild to see the relationships that have like stayed consistent and then even have grown more over just your music career? Oh, it's, it's, really, it's really crazy, dude. Like... I run into homies everywhere and I absolutely love it. I'm here for it. And just like, it makes my heart warm that I've been able to meet so many fantastic people and share a relationship with everybody in the course of we love music and we love gathering and we love having a good time and we enjoy each other's company. And that that's gave me a real sense of like, just you know it it really just made me feel like good about life especially coming from a really small town dude i come from a really small town where no one else really shares my views i got made fun of for the way i dressed i literally i was the loser where i came from and, and now you're a model if you see it. I, 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 no, I wouldn't go that far. Bro. He's, go that you're a model. Like, <laughs> no, you're no, no, definitely no, a no, thirst trap. No, no, don't no, lie. bro. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. But like, no, I, I, I don't feel that way. But like, I feel good that I've been able to form so many great friendships and just the connections I've been able to make with people. Mm-hmm. And it it's re- it really is beautiful watching everything grow, and I, I wouldn't change that for the world. 
You know, it's like, I remember meeting most people for the first time. It's like, I love, I love our story, Carson. I love it whenever you tell it. It's the best. Yeah. And so I, I listened on the story or the uh, podcast with Freedom. Oh, oh it's I, still I, one of my favorite episodes because, uh, like, there's just so much report built there. And absolutely. Yeah, it, I was actually re listening to some of it last night about, and he was, I ended after he was talking about his, uh, uh, traumas like the serpentine of uh, uh, traumas, and I was just like, it's still in disbelief when you replay it too. It's just like, holy shit! Like a human oh, yeah. being lives through that and then carries themselves in the same city as me and has uh, done wildly successful for themselves. So, and and not only that, but just to be as beautiful as of a person as they are. Mm-hmm. It didn't give them any hatred. It gave them, it, it said, I don't want to be this. I don't want to ever be like you. I'm going to be the opposite of you. And like, that's something that I, I just try to stand for. And I know you do too. It's like the world's so ugly. It's so dark. It's so scary. And it's like, you have to be, you have to be a light for yourself before you can be a light to others. But that's one thing that like, I just so my loyalty knows no bounds and like I just always try to change make one person smile and make one person laugh a day. If I can make one oh, person absolutely. laugh and smile a day, then I've done something. Little to like you said, baby steps, but I've actually done something for somebody that day. Because, absolutely. Um was the I, I don't remember where I heard it, but um a baby smiles close to four hundred and forty two times a day. An average adult smiles seventeen times a day. And I don't remember where I heard that. I don't know if that's fact checked or not, but it was like, Oh, yeah, be like a baby and just be happy and smile and joyful and carefree and shit your pants every once in a while. It's fine. So Yeah. Um and, but and dude, it's ahead. so much better to smile. It's so it much is. better to smile. And Less muscles, I mean so many pros. Exactly. What was you about to say? Um, so yeah, I want to. Uh, I'll go ahead and tell our story real quick, and then I want to transition and uh, kind of close it up on uh, a few things. But um, uh, our story began with me going to a dungeon show at Q's house, and I don't remember what show it was. I know I'm pretty sure Caitlin um, Collins was there. And you were there, and I don't, I don't remember a lot about it, but I remember it was, it was during the summertime too, because we were outside, mm-hmm. and so go over there, and I'm standing by the steps having a cigarette or something, and you came up to me and you're like, "Are you Karsten?" And I said, uh, "This is going to go one of two ways." So I was like, kind of skeptical, and I was like, "Yes," and you're like, "Dude, I love you so much. My name's Marshall," <laughs> and I'm like, "I've never even met you," and this guy already knows who I am and what I stand for and just how much I've done for like, because that was your leading point. You're like, "You've done so much for this scene," and I've been dying to meet you, and I was like. It made me feel like literally a celebrity in a city that I was just becoming a part of, like, or a scene and community that I was just becoming a part of. And so I was like, it was an instant friendship. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I was just so befounded that you know, somebody would go out of their way to recognize and approach me 
like that, and, and then it was all it, I it's, it was all uphill from there. I had that talk. I was like, "Is it all downhill or uphill?" Because of this physics, and it's harder. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it was all uphill from there. And then, like every time we saw each other, it was always a good conversation, and you just it literally become part of the family in the Mental Health Monday family. You were on the live podcast, so that's how I think people know. We talked about that on the live podcast, maybe. Yeah, I think so. So I mean, he has been introduced before. But so that was our story. And it was like, it's such a, it was a beautiful thing that I always think about because it was like, I know that moment meant something to you. You're like, Hey, this person is a good person. And me, I'm like, this person, it changed me and helped me. And then just the friendship that bonded over that over the years, it's just been really incredible. And I love the ride that it's been on. So in kind it's of closing with that, I want you to uh, wanted to ask you this because I'm hot take. I'm gonna call you the post Malone of music because you don't have a genre. I wouldn't say like you have so many different skills and styles. Like you can do hardcore, you can do metalcore, you can do acoustic, you can do rap, you can do pop. You can even do electric some. And so it's like you're all over the place with mapping. What's the future for Marshall and Mars Hall team? And what do you want to do as far as like joining other projects or what's your vision? And what are you working on right now? So right now, Mars Hall is in full fledged. We we just got a record done. Uh, we We only have to do one more song vocally for the record. But so just giving you the like the concept of the record i walked into the studio with my buddy alex ash and um we've we've always worked together on and off throughout the years so i i had a very good feeling about doing this went in and i really didn't know what i was going to do at first how it was going to go i just knew that i wanted to take my electric guitar in there and i for once in my fucking life I wanted to write a record that I would have wrote whenever I was 13. Mm-hmm. And it's very Green Day inspired. It's Maroon 5 inspired. It's Black Bear inspired. Mod Sun inspired. It's Falling in Reverse inspired. It's The Main inspired. Mac Miller inspired. Literally everything on that record came from something completely different. Some 41. The Kid Leroy. You oh, know, I've, been on a, I've been on a Kid Leroy kick. Dude, I mean, yeah, his, dude, yeah. his style I, is just un, unparalleled. Him and Black Bear, like, just and never ooh. gets, you never get tired of hearing a song by Oh, them. no, absolutely not, dude. Absolutely not. And I've, I've been bopping the Kid Leroy so much, dude. He, he's actually been a pretty big influence on this. Most of the record, we sat down and we wanted to make a mixture of if Green Day came out with a new record in the style of the Kid Leroy, mm-hmm. basically. Ooh. And so the records, the records are right. It starts off with kind of a uh, very worldwide based issue right now. It's just feeling the first song's called the hurdle and it's, it's just filling out life. It's like the first line of that song is overworked and underpaid. Mm-hmm. Because I, I feel like everybody right now is just getting fucked on money. None of us can survive. And it's it's like we got we gotta pick our mental health 
versus our bills. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I that, definitely and that, feel that. That just doesn't fucking set right with me. I've been I've been really diving into a lot of this kind of stuff lately, and it's been kind of burning me up and making me like really fiery, dude. I just can't. I just can't deal with this. I wanted to write a song about that. It has this very like it's very pop punk on the very first track. And that's not something I thought I would do on this record, but I ended up doing, and then it goes into um, a song called stupid, which is just like a nice little pop rock radio bop. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it has things throughout the entire record. You wanted me dead has like a fallout boy feel. I wouldn't matter much at all. Has like the main vibe. Modern life is just a 30 second song that is almost like if my if I woke up every day and a song played, it would be modern life. It's just a 30 second song of just pure raw emotion. Yeah. And it goes into a song called I Broke, which is very um, it's very personal to me Mm -hmm. because it just talks about my mental health all the way through that song. And it basically is just talking about your bad days that you have, because I'm not saying every day is a bad day for me. I've, I'm pretty fortunate lately. I've, I've had a lot of good mental health days, but I've been there and my bad days are really bad. And the entire song is just nothing but just pure, like straight words from the brain. And then, yes. um, and then the ending song or the next song, I want to talk about that one and where that came from. Which one? Uh, Brain Fell Out. Absolutely. That, that's my favorite fucking song. But you'll, you'll be excited to know that Ride the Lightning is very, uh, it's a little bit heavier. Okay. So it's going to be a heavier track on the record, which is not normal for a pop record. Mm-hmm. But I really can't stray away from like the heavy side of music sometimes. So it yeah, has a get, nice little... you get that itch and you're like, I got to yeah. go a little bit heavier on this one. Yeah. yeah. And it, it has like a Lincoln park, almost kind of like falling in reverse vibe, mm-hmm. but brain fell out is the track that started everything for this brain fell out is a song that during the pandemic, I got drunk on cider in the basement here at my uh, partner Caleb's house and mine. And um, literally, I just sat down here in the basement with a cider, with a bowl, and just wrote a, wrote a song straight from the heart. And literally, if you just listen to the lyrics of the song, it just described the emotion during the pandemic. It was like, I was at my lowest point. I was like, not, and not even in my life, but musically, like I didn't even realize I wrote the song about this at the time, but it, it was very much about my music. The chorus goes, will I ever mean anything? The room I'm in is killing me. And is it cause my brain fell out? I hit the concrete, but I'm back up now. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. 
because and that's that, what I told him too is uh, Marshall is fortunate enough, or I've been fortunate enough to get a plug on some of these songs, and we are going to try to plug that one at the end uh, because it's our podcast and we have your permission. So absolutely, we're plug a teaser of that song specifically because that's the one that I listened to and meant a lot to you and where it all began with it. So it was yes, one sir. where I was just like I resonated with it, and I think other people will too. And I'm pretty sure you played it at the live recording too and i was just like oh this is really good like this is awesome i really appreciate that dude and and honestly i would dare to say this is it's my best piece of art i i fell in love with it it's very much in in my in my uh opinion it's kind of like my good riddance by green day yeah and that's very much so that's kind of what I was shooting for was just a piece of art straight from the heart. And that's what your art is and uh, your music is to me. It's just like it, every song that I've ever heard, it's always come from some, it's not, you're not writing generic lyrics. You're not like a Miss May I band or anything. That's like a, a day to remember or any other stupid band like Ed Sheeran or Imagine Dragons. It's more of like, I want to write something that is real to me and get my voice out there and my thoughts out there. Because when I get that out there, other people are going to come up to me like Karsten and like Ben, like the Cincinnati scene and be like, yo, that song affected me because of like, I resonated it with this way. And you reach that one person with that one song, that one time. And you're like, I'm doing something better. And it gives you that sense of like mental pride of like, I can't stop doing this. I'll never stop doing this because look at what I've become and look at what I'm doing because of it. And not only that, it's been a passion for yours. Even when you lost your way with it or you just kind of had writer's block and just no morale to do it, it came back and you, like the song says. And I thought that's why I think it's so beautiful is because you hit those low spots. Like there's times where... I spoke about in the last one. I didn't want to do the podcast. I didn't want to uh, keep writing. I didn't want to skateboard anymore. I just lost all interest with literally everything. I didn't care a lot about anything. And I think that kind of affected myself too. I was like, I didn't care about myself at the time. So why would I care about what I'm doing with it, if that makes sense? So, and it just hit that one you hit that one key or you find that one itch. And once that itch came back with like, oh, I wrote this piece and this piece really took off or, oh, I got out of the house and I had a really good day. And you remember that you're not stuck in that place or that mental place forever. And you get that back and you're like, okay, it feels so much good. I'm so excited for the album too to be released because you've been, this has been years in the making, a long time in the making. Exactly. And that's exactly why I gave it the title. And the title is, I know you've been waiting. So here it is. Because I've been promising so many records and for whatever reason, it fell through, even on my end sometimes. But, you know, it just wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right music. It wasn't the right thing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like now more than ever, I wrote something that not only do I love now at my stage of life where I am, but a 13-year-old me would listen to this. I would have been like, fuck yeah, this is the coolest shit. And I, I think 
and I, the big part of art is if you don't love what you're doing, who else is going to love it? Mm-hmm. Who else? Is, and, if you can't, if you can't get behind what you're saying, then who else is? Like, what's the what's the point of it? Exactly. If you don't believe in your own words, why would anybody else believe? And go ahead. No, it was like that's what Maddie used to say to me. She goes, "I hope one day you look back on your pieces of uh, on your on your posts and read them as if they were meant to be for you." And then when she said that, and then the ones that I have gone back and read, I'm like, "Holy fuck, this was absolutely for me." And I was like, "You don't even kind of recognize. I don't even recognize it at the time because I'm just. And even though I'm literally writing about my life and my perception on things, it's like it's not resonating with me. I'm writing this." for myself i'm like i'm writing about what i went through and my goal is to help others but then i turn around and when you reread it you're like ah yeah i needed to hear that and that was my words so listen to myself because if i can't take my own advice why would i tell other people to take my advice exactly and i and and the same goes for the songs dude it's like it, it goes hand in hand in parent parents it's, it's just so important to believe in yourself and some days it's hard but just know that like there's always someone that has your back even if you don't feel like it that day and because you know there's there's days that everybody questions i question you question ben questions and you just got to remember that it's just a bad mental health day Mm -hmm. it's a bad moment which wraps back into the last line of brain thought, which you'll love this part. This was a pure, complete accident while I was recording the demo here in the basement. And I mixed up a lyric. So the last line of the song actually switched to, I hit the concrete and I found my doubt. Fuck Mm -hmm. you. And I found my doubt. Because, you know, it's like, you got you really got to hit rock bottom before you figure out what's truly going on with you sometimes. Mm-hmm. I'm a firm believer in that too because when you get to your lowest point you're like if this is it I don't want any of this and then it almost brings out that will to fight back for I know for me it does like it if it doesn't for me it does for Ben who will see me laying on the floor and be like all right we're gonna get you back up like yeah let's go pee let's get you some water you know here's a piece of bread so Marshall what are your uh three positives uh we gotta unfortunately I'm on a time constraint but you're you're fine to talk however long you need to for your positives but hey you good you good my, my positives for today, literally just number one would be friends, family, and band. You know, I have the most amazing partner in the world, Caleb, her sister, my bandmates, Laz and Joe, Prost, Alex, you and Ben. You know, it's like I can sit here and list the names, my mom and my dad, my sister, Tara, but it's like I could list names all day. And I'm just very fucking grateful to even have the people in my life that I have and have a mutual support system. Mm -hmm. An amazing team and family because family is not blood. It's just just people that you know that you say that they're family to me, like anything. No, exactly. It's like family is not determined by blood. Family is determined by love. 
And that's love is love, and that's all there is to it. Anybody else is wrong. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, number two, you know, I think I said this on the first one, but it's it's always something I try to remind myself once a day. I love me some mod son. He's definitely one of my top five favorite artists. Mm-hmm. And I, I have a coffee mug and it says, if you woke up this morning, that's the greatest present you could ever receive. Right. So I, I, I woke up this morning. I have another day to do more things. I love to fucking stub my toe a few more times, even though that pisses me off. <laughs> um, I've been learning how to walk again recently. I fucked up both of my ankles a couple months ago. I had to literally learn how to rewalk. So that's going to be my number three is I can walk again, dude. That was wild. That was wild. Yeah, it was a wild ride on that. And little do you know that we were also talking about coffee before the segment. So it fits right in with that. How much much do you drink coffee? Dude, I love coffee, dude. Dude, I love energy drinks. I love coffee. I love caffeine. I don't drink soda very much. I don't drink soda at all either, yeah. Yeah, And we have to say that us non-soda drinkers will make sure that you know we don't drink soda. Yeah. (laughs) Like, dude, I'll I'll have a soda every once in a while, like, at a restaurant or something. But, like, and my buddy Stefan bought me a Coca-Cola today. There you go. But that that's about as far as it goes. Like anymore, it, it this is probably going to be the weirdest comment you've ever heard. But like, soda is just not the same as it was whenever I was a kid. Like I always felt like it was a lot more fizzy, a lot more tasteful. And now here it is. It's just like fucking flat. It's just, also just, two two nineteen for a it just sixteen hurts. or like twenty ounce or whatever they sell in the bottle. I feel like. I have like I'll drink like Diet Coke. Like I love Diet Coke. Like yeah, I don't know yeah. why. I just I just do. But like if I drink like a regular soda, like full sugar, I feel horrible afterwards. I can't. Oh yeah, <laughs> my dude, body rejects. I feel it. horrible afterwards, man. I, like, I get my teeth hurt. Shit. My teeth hurt. I like my mouth just develops this like film. And I'm just like, I want to die right now. <laughs> dude, I, I get bloated as shit. And I feel yeah, like I gained yeah. 30 pounds from one soda. So I, yeah. I have this issue if, uh, if I have a cheeseburger, even if I just look at the fucker, I have to diet for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> Like, I just got to look at it, dude. Like, man, uh, it, it's a curse, dude. It's a curse. Dude, that's the end of context that we live for on this podcast. Marshall, Absolutely. I'm glad that we got you on. I'm glad that Ben's going to triple save this. I'm glad that <laughs> we're going to fill in and no technical difficulties. We're going to um, manifest it and everything is going to go fine. Yes. I even, he's even Absolutely. got a literal, a literal uh, SIM card up here to copy and paste that shit. So we are hard driven on this one. Good, good vibes on the hard drive, you know? Good drives on good vibes on the hard drive. That's yeah. gonna be our new slogan. No, I'm just thinking like <laughs> that's the name the, of the episode. Bro. I'm just thinking of the song "Insane in the Membrane," but good vibes on the hard drive. Vibes on the hard drive. They're not ready for the Mars Hall uh, Mental Health Monday collaboration album. Oh man, MHMMH. MMHMH. Oh, we're on the Oh, we're in trouble now. Yeah, yeah, we really are in trouble. Like. 
Just is don't there still add good a, vibes on hard drives? Just don't add another M to your name or we're going to have a copyright issue <laughs> at hand. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll make sure not to do that. All right. My name cool. is not Mars Hall Mathers. Mars Hall Mathers. <laughs> uh, I love you, buddy. Yeah, hey, I love safe. you guys. For real, for real. Thank you for having me. Always. Thanks, buddy. Peace. Peace out. So... So who did the last – did I – you did the ending last time? I just spoke the whole time last time. I think time. we just kind of – well, we just kind of chatted. Um, now, I did want to say, uh, obviously, June is uh, Pride Month. Uh, so I know w- that we both have uh, many friends, loved ones that are part of, of the LGBTQIA plus community. I hope I got all this right. Um This uh, – I mean, obviously, this podcast is a safe space – uh, for everyone, uh, unless you're a racist or something of that sort, then it's not a safe space for you. Um, but happy Pride Month, guys. Uh, don't let anybody make you feel bad for loving who you love. Uh, like Marshall said, you know, love is love. Love will win. Love. That sounded bad. Love will conquer. <laughs> I love love conquers all. Love conquers all. <laughs> Uh, no, but seriously, guys, um, if somebody makes you feel bad for who you are, um, just let me know who they are and send me their address, and we'll just have a little chat. You can hit up Joey Kaufman as well. Uh, he'll, he'll join our team. I think I want to say it on the podcast. Yeah, I'll say it. Fuck it. I mean, I think my mom already has her suspicions and knows. Uh, publicly, I'll announce it. I'm bisexual, so there's that. Many, many, many close friends kind of knew. A lot of people have their suspicions. A lot of people thought I was gay. I'm going to come out as bisexual on the podcast right now. So, yay. I said it. It's out there. And the 14 of you that listen to this, now you know. So I always knew you were gay. Uh, I mean, what yeah, was it? My fairy walker? No, it, that, no I I, it's a hundred percent okay to tease me about that because <laughs> I mean, it's if you didn't know, whew, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. For those, if you if you didn't have any suspicions, then you might need to reconsider who else you need to reconsider because yeah, we are among you. Yeah, um, just remember, you're loved. You're supported by us. Absolutely. Um, there's tons of people who care about you. Uh, I know that this month is hard for a lot of people. Um, maybe some people have some uncomfortable feelings, especially if you, you know, are still kind of, um, you know, I guess I hate to say in the closet, but if you, you know, still kind of aren't really sure about, um, you know, where you stand in that realm of things. Um, I know sometimes things can be a little uncomfortable, but, um, you know, do everything on your own time, come out on your own time and how, how you want to come out, uh, is, is very important. And, um, you know, just make sure that you do it, you know, absolutely on your terms and, uh, just know that I'll love and support you every step of the way. I will too, for the most part, I guess for the it's, most part. it's my job and responsibility and whatever. So, I mean, I'll let Ben lead be, be the primary on that one. And then I got, I mean, I got to job i got yard work i got dogs i mean i got a lot on my plate right now man no in all seriousness in all all seriousness um we absolutely love you you be who you are be true to who you are be what you want to be 
um, and dream, 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 dream big, and then dream bigger, and then write a vision board and follow those dreams because there's so much that's scary right now. Um, I'm petrified of a lot of things that are going on, and every day is not promised, so live every day like it was your last, and be bold, be brave, be confident, and do what you want to do, not what other people want you to do. Because that's what's going to change the world and change your happiness. And it's going to make things a lot better for you. It's scary, I know, but promise you it's worth it in the end. And then a message as always, talk. Talk to somebody, speak up about something. If you're not okay mentally, if you feel like you are in a dark place, if you feel depressed, if you don't know how to say what you're feeling to somebody, just say, I'm not in a good place right now, and I want you to know that, and that's all I want to say, and this is the end of this conversation. <coughs> that's a simple message, and anybody that's your true friend will understand. I understand. Ben understands. So just talk to somebody. It's it's a lot. So I'm hungry. All right. We love you guys. Uh, love each other. Love yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of yourself. You know, when you're on a plane, you got to put your own oxygen mask on before you can help your neighbor. Mm-hmm. That kind of analogy. Um, but yeah, yeah always, a- always take care of each other. But obviously, you know, you got to take care of yourself as well to take care of other people. Um, but just look out for each other. It's this uh, scary world right now. And it's easy to uh, live in fear and be fearful about things. But, you know, we just got to keep on trucking and get through it together. Damn, it's almost like you just repeated what I said, but... Shut the fuck up. Okay, cool flex, bro. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, End of context or end of episode random out of context. I have enough leaves in my backyard after today to feed a tortoise for about five days. Okay. Now you know. Now you know. The more you know. The more you know. LeVar Burton, Reading Rainbow. Do what you want with that information. Yeah. I hope somebody brings me a tortoise. Someone bring Karsten a tortoise, please. <laughs> Shout out Cincinnati Zoo. <laughs> you got plenty of them. Just give us one. Newport Aquarium, send me the sea turtle. <laughs> okay, we got it. We got to We got to wrap it up. It's, I think we are hard. wrapped up. Okay, we're done. We're done. We're, we're done. Good night. We'll see you next week. Wait inside her. The wires Till my brain And let my thoughts spell out If I die You leave me on the couch It's a Sunday It feels like Monday Is it cause my brain Fell out of my skull And I found my dad Will I ever mean Real man is killing me And as it cause my brain fell out I hit the concrete bottom back up now Fuck you Angels fire Kill the choir Pray the dust and let my lungs collapse Please don't look back Drain some whiskey 